0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Minerva's Muffler Scarf Mumble Solution. Is your disdain carrying over a distance? Saying the quiet part out loud to the consternation of your compatriots? Minerva's Sound Muffler Scarf Mumble Solution will wrap those worrying words up in wool in a week. Just wrap your Minerva sound muffler scarf mumble solution around your nose and mouth, and speak your mind on a multitude of matters. Remember, volume is not the variable. As long as you say it out loud, it still counts. Minerva's sound muffler scarf mumble solutions. Save your regrets for tomorrow. The show must go on. Max and company spared the reputation of Madame Moustaches. Max pre-sold tickets to the real opening of Pharaoh and booked in an entire season of acts to the stage, including a new magician's act featuring a spirit cabinet. Bennett interrogated Rudy Valerio at Needle Street. Some of the other inspectors, Rudy crumpled, and confessed to strangling Arthur Penmoom after Arthur threatened to keep the scene, where Rudy announced his love for all of his amorous partners. Moody begged that the violence wasn't in him. Something had overtaken him. It was just a passing thought, and then suddenly, he was lying on the floor of his dressing room. He had no memory of the murder. Charity thanked Max for his hospitality, but she set off into the city once again. A copy of the Lantern newspaper in her hands, and a job circled in pencil, determined to set a new path forward for herself. In a light rain, with a gray sky, Bennett met Maisie under the neon at a noodle cart. She was waiting for him, eating a box of udon. Bennett wasn't hungry. I got a note you wanted to see me. Yes, I have something to show you. Maisie motioned to an alley nearby. Noodles? He asked. Not seeming in a rush. I, I suppose... Bennett signaled for one, and the cartman made it, handed him a box of Udon. Bennett and Maisie ate under the neon. Did you pin the matinee star for the murder? She asked. I found the missing pages in Rudy's dressing room. Rudy confessed down at Needle Street. Might walk, though. Not sure they want the Circus of the Press. Nice work. Mr. Fitz wants to know if you have the crossword. Oh, sure. Bennett handed her the paper from inside his coat, and he rebuttoned it. I was meaning to ask, but I didn't want to pry. The buttons. Yeah. He took a deep breath and ran his hand over the three white buttons on his coat. It's... my wife. She can't he said. She, she does what she can. Nice of you, Maisie said. Maisie finished her noodles and dropped them in a can. Come with me. Bennett followed Maisie around the corner and into the alley, some concrete steps down to a basement entry to a packing warehouse. She opened the door and made her way into a boiler room with an open concrete floor and a lamp, a table dressed with some medical instruments and a few bottles. A record player played a scratchy song. Under the lights was a bedraggled man in a white shirt rolled up sleeves, his head slumped, his hair mussed with circles under his eyes. Two other curios were beside him, Gladys and the blind girl with the dog. We tracked him down a couple of nights ago, had him here ever since. His name is Jack. He's a clerk. We caught him a huffing ether after breaking into a confectioner's and devouring everything he could. We brought him here. We've tried a few things, but I wanted you here for this. What's this about? Maisie pulled a bottle off the tray and held it up for Bennett to see Mercurochrome she said, shaking the bottle she popped the lid and pressed a rag against the neck and tilted it, soaking the rag she walked over to Jack and held the rag up near him oh, what what is that? Jack asked he took a sniff of the rag and jerked his head away aw, god, that stuff is terrible Get away from me! The other curios held him in place as best they could, and Maisie pressed the rag against his mouth and nose, holding it there for several minutes. Jack started to convulse. Gladys grabbed the metal box and hinges. Maisie brought the cloth away. Jack spasmed, and then violently choked up a long, black, slithering parasite, spewing black drops of liquid along with it. Gladys just barely caught the parasite in the metal case and snapped the lid down and locked it shut. Maisie took her hat off and wiped her face. She caught her breath. Only thing we found that works. They can't stand the stuff. Works to get them to give up the host. And in theory, could be used to keep them away from you. Just don't go drinking the stuff yourself. It's harmful. How'd you do it? It's? Yeah, Maisie said. She offered him the bottle. I uh, didn't get you anything. Annette took the bottle. How am I supposed to find out? Black droplets, a thirst for water, post acting out of ordinary. Those seem to be the most base impulses. Was that it? He pointed to the case. Was that the one from Madame Moustaches? No. Well, we're not sure. But to be honest, Bennett, Maisie put her hat back on and looked at Jack. We have no way of knowing how many of these things are out there. Later that evening, at the Park Row Mansion Mulberry, Edmund Green and Fanny Fulcrum ate a lovely dinner of poached salmon with a rich cream sauce, a double chocolate mousse, and cava. Fanny Fulcrum dabbed at her mouth with a napkin and then slyly broached a subject with Edmund. Eddie, you remember that conversation we had about Enoch? I really think it's time for him to go off to some place that can provide structure and guidance. She moved some food around her plate. I looked into arrangements already. My brother and I attended the academy, and I think it would be a great place for Enoch to begin his path to manhood. Why, why did you give him a knife? I didn't. One day he just had it. You try and take it from him. Hmm. She rumped. Enoch sat at the railing of the first floor stairs looking down at Mildred, carving into the rail with his little knife as he listened to the conversation. Benny finished her glass of kava. Edmund, can we get some more water? I'm really just so terribly thirsty. We all play our parts in this perfectly good kingdom, infected by dreams and parasites alike. We hope for a little charity from a made-up family of friends as we make our way through these dark streets in this dark city. The curtain of Madame Mustaches lives on for one more show, and we take our bows at the end. Will Maisie and Bennett contain the new terror that now lurks beneath everyone? Will Charity find a new home as she heads out to carve a path into an unknown future? And what of Enoch, our strange, misunderstood boy who now set adrift like a boat in a storm, tossed out into the violent seas adrift into something far scarier and far more menacing than the appetites and rich comforts of Mulberry? Into the deafening music of thunder and driven to a house of horror on the next season of Celine.